Hello, welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. 
Amen. I want to talk to you this morning uh, from the thought, living in God's sovereignly controlled environment. Living in God's sovereignly controlled environment. Amen. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share your word this morning. Thank you, God, for your word that is active, that is alive. The word that doesn't return to you void. The word that accomplishes all that you desire. The word that you prosper in the things that you sent it to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you, Father, for what your word will accomplish in our lives. Please, Lord, release a fresh anointing of your spirit upon me that I may minister under your anointing so that through your anointing, yokes will be destroyed and burdens removed. Thank you, Father. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you because we're safe in your arms. Thank you, Father. So in Jesus' mighty name, can we pray? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Living, un, living in God's sovereignly controlled environment. Amen. Uh, this message was inspired on through the Bible study on Wednesday night in our and our discussion of this lesson on Sunday night of last week among uh, um, well for last among our ministers. I think we discussed it anyway. In our discussion. Uh, as we discuss this, this chapter in, in the book that we're studying entitled um, Theology You Can Count On by Dr. Tony Evans, we, we, we came to the point where we, we acknowledged, we realized as we discussed that we live, I think Elder Hoskins was the one who stated this, that we live in a controlled environment. Now, this is Wednesday night's lesson. We live in a controlled environment. And that, that thought has been, been resting in my, in my heart, in my mind. It's been stirred up in my mind over and over again this week. I actually, actually talked about it on Facebook one morning this week. So, you know, this is not something you haven't heard before, but, but faith comes by hearing over and over and over again the word of the Lord. And, and I felt led this morning uh, to talk a little bit more about this, or just to bring it to your mind. Some of you not had the opportunity uh, to be a part of the Bible study or uh, because of work and other things. Uh, some of you uh, have not been a part of the Bible study, uh, but <clears throat> these lessons are so fruitful, so meaningful. You know, it's, 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 and we talk about living. We, we've said over and over again that God is in control. Yeah, right. We say God is sovereign. Yeah. We sing this song, sovereign. Our Lord is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to, how he wants to, because he's, he's sovereign. He's sovereign. But, but I think sometimes we miss the point that God is really in control. Yeah of everything that we go through in our life as believers. Yeah, he's in control of the whole world, 
But as believers, we live in a controlled environment. We live in God's environment that he controls. And that says something to us concerning how we must, how we can trust him as we go through the, the trials and the tribulations of life. So I pray that this message this morning will, 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 will speak to your heart and encourage you in what you may be going through, what you may have gone through, what you may be about to go through in your life. One of the things that I've learned in my life is that we go through one trial, uh, and that trial will prepare us for the next trial if we allow it to. The things that we learn in the process that helps prepare us for the next and the next and the next and the next trial in our lives. Because God loves us. And God is doing something in us. As I was writing the other night, I thought about a message uh, that the Lord gave me several years ago. God is trying to get something to you or to us. And as we, as we live under his sovereign control and pay attention to him, then we will perceive the things that God is trying to get to us. Amen. Because of what he wants to do in us so that we can be more productive in our lives. So with every trial, God is doing something. And we, we have to pay attention to this. In this, in this text, uh, I mentioned earlier as I was reading, this is immediately after Jesus feeds the 5,000 men, not counting women and children, about 15 to 20,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread. Uh, this comes also after John the Baptist has been beheaded. So some things that have happened, uh, Jesus is, has called his disciples to him, and he is teaching them. He's building them up. He's making them into those men and women because most of the time we focus on the 12. But as you read the scripture, there were many other people that were following Jesus. There were many other disciples, you know. We focus on the 120 in the upper room, but there were 500 brothers in the Bible says that he appeared to at one time on another occasion. So there were a lot of people who were following Jesus. Yes, a lot of people walked away from him when he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. But there were still many that, that stayed with the Lord. Amen. And it kind of speaks to us today when we feel like that we're the only ones. There's so few of us left. No, just like Elijah when he was weeping, he said, I'm the only prophet left. God said, no, I have, I have many more who have not bowed down to Baal. You're not the only one left. You might, you might feel like it uh, in, your, in your immediate environment, in your immediate circle. But God says, uh, I'm the God of the of the universe. I have this whole world. There are people all over the world who will follow me. So you're never alone. You're never the only one. Amen. You're never the only one. So, so he feeds 5,000, not counting the, 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 women, the women in church. We all say 5,000. Let's, let's say he feeds the 15,000. All right. He feeds the 15,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread, and then that 12 baskets full left over. How many of those men, how many were there that were following Jesus that were considered the inner circle, the apostles, that were 12? And so the Lord shows them that he cares for them too. But then what the people want to do is that when they see Jesus do these miracles, of course they have been looking for
for a king, and they said, oh, this is the one. But of course, they're only following him, many of them, for the bread that he gave them. And they want to make him king. And Jesus says, no, this is not the time. And he, the Bible says that he, that immediately he made his disciples get into the boat. Uh, made says, you know, like your children, you say, you're going to do this. You, you get in this house. You know, get in this, get in this car. You know, you make them do it. It's not like, will you do it? No, no, no. He made his disciples get into the boat because of what there, there were many other things that they had to learn that they had to, that they had to uh, that he had to teach them. And and this was not the time for anyone to try to force him to be a king when they didn't really understand the type of king that he was going to be. All right. And his disciples, these 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 twelve men needed. They needed further training. They needed further teaching. They needed to go through some other things so they would know more about who he is. And in this passage of scripture, it shows us this. So he makes them get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the lake. Now to say to go ahead of him meant that he was going to follow them. But as he makes them go ahead of him, he goes up into the mountainside to pray. He is not in the boat with them. All right? Now, you know, as we begin to look at this situation, if he made them go to the other side of the lake, that meant he was going to join them. He has set this situation up because of what he wants to teach his disciples. And I want you to get that point. Believers have to get this point. Amen. And I may not follow my notes. I'm just going to go. Amen. You got to get this point that the Lord set things up. He sets things up for you because of the things that you need to learn, that you need to know about him in your life so that you can be the disciple that he wants you to be. All of this is about discipleship. All of this is about discipleship. Amen? Amen. In, in, in the book of First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, the Bible says, now all these things happen to them. Um, Paul was talking about the Jews happened to them as examples, and they are written for our admonition. They are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of this age have come. So when I study this Bible, amen, I have to understand that what's written in this word is for my admonition. It's for my warning, but my instruction for my learning is for me. So when I look at it, I just can't model at what they went through. I have to understand that what's been written has been written to help me. Because as a follower of Jesus, I am to be his disciple in this world. Amen? I was discussing discipleship with, one, with someone one time, and, and their concept was that immediately when a person accepts Jesus as Savior and Lord, they become his disciple. My concept as I studied the Bible is you can accept Jesus, but you're not yet his disciple. You gotta grow, you gotta learn, you might start the process. But a lot of people start out and fall by the wayside. A disciple is going to follow Jesus. Jesus said, if anyone desires to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, how often? Daily, and follow me. And there's something in the following, and I won't, I won't go into that because I'll go into another message. But in following, in following simply means that you're with the Lord. Amen? At every turn, at every twist. Amen? You're with the Lord. Amen? To every rocky place, you're with the Lord. To every cave, to every valley, to every hill, to cross every river, you're with the Lord. You don't turn back. Amen? When, when the 
and Elisha, the other prophet said, the other message is going to be taken away. He said, be quiet. And everywhere Elijah went, Elisha was there. Amen. Because that was a mantle that was going to fall on Elisha. And for the mantle to fall, Elisha had to be there with Elijah. He had to go through everything Elijah went through. He had to be there with him. And in order for, the, for him to receive the mantle. And what did after he received the mantle, then he walked in his apostleship, uh, his, his prophetship. Right, man. Amen. Amen. And so we, we can start out with the Lord, doesn't mean with his disciples. Because right. a lot of people, the Lord appeals to a whole lot of people. Yeah. Amen. True. Jesus appeals to a lot of people. Yeah. One man came to him one day and said, Good master, what must I do with his chest stuck out to inherit eternal life? Yeah. Jesus, first of all, said, Why do you call me good? Okay, and we've learned that in all of these things, when the little instances like that, listen, you pay attention to words. Because Jesus, when Jesus asked the question, why do you call me good? He was saying that you must be calling me God, because only God is good. Which is the, which is the point of Jesus being Lord and God. Jesus is God. All these people who battle about Christians serving three gods, they're wrong. We serve one God. Amen. Who manifested in three persons. Who, who is one God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God. Amen. Jesus came to the earth and took on the form of a man, but he was still God. Even though he did not use his powers for his advantage, he was still God. This is like we're seeing the scripture today. The power of his godness coming out. I guess I used the right word there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is kind of like this is this is the background of where we're working out of. Jesus has fed these five thousand, and they want to make him king. He sends his disciples across the lake to to cross the lake ahead of him. Which means he's coming along, but he goes into the mountain to pray. Sometimes we feel like, where is Jesus? Amen. Be real about it. You, 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 we have to be real in this walk with the Lord. We are human beings. Sometimes we feel like God is nowhere to be found. Because we forget that God is spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And being spirit, he doesn't have to be physically manifested in your presence. He is everywhere present all of the time. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And now in Jesus, Jesus seated at the right hand of God and he ever lives to do what? Make intercession for us. And he's always praying for you. When you get up in the morning, the Lord has been praying for you all night. today, we're going to see how the Lord has, has a control, how the Lord controls the environment that we live in. Now, this is only for his disciples, only for his followers. This doesn't apply to everybody. Amen. It doesn't apply to everybody. 
everybody. So if you're listening to this message and you're not a follower of Jesus, the fact that, that we live in a controlled environment doesn't apply to you. Doesn't apply to What we see here is the Lord setting up a situation that he's in control of. He's in control of. Oh my God. From the very beginning. The Lord set up this trial, and this is a trial for these disciples. What happens? They get on the lake. Now, now he sent the people away in the evening. Before he sent the people away in the evening, he had told his disciples to get into the boat, made them get into the boat to cross the lake. He goes up into the mountain in the evening. And then the wind starts to, to, to blow violently and it is against the boat. Right. And Jesus doesn't come to them until the fourth watch of the night, which is three o'clock in the morning. Right. Are you listening? Yeah. So they've been on the boat on the lake rowing for a long time. Some of you have been rowing in life for a long time in the wind. The wind is against you. Hallelujah. You feel the pressure of the wind. You're trying to Now, I'm closely monitoring. Yes. Yes. In the 
midst of what you're going through, in the midst of the storms of life. Amen. And I appreciate that some minister Smile started out with, I'm safe. Yes. Safe. Where? In his heart. Because the Lord is closely monitoring everything that we go through. Amen. He set it up. Somebody said he set it up. My goodness. My goodness. He set up the sickness. Or He knows 
richer than others. Oh my goodness. Hmm. Glory to the name of Jesus. You're going through something today? You got to remember that you're living in God's suffering controlled environment. Uh, God, God set that up. Or God took the trick of the enemy and he's going to turn it into the blessing. For your life and for his multiply for his kingdom. We got to remember that in this process, the end result is for us to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. God does not waste experiences because he wants you and me to be his disciple. That is what God is doing. That's what the Spirit of God is doing today. It's not just for you to come to church and sing and enjoy and listen to a good message and go home. That is an end result. That is a result of what God is doing in your life. It's no need for you to come here and sing and, and, and listen to a message and go home. Because you're not advancing the kingdom that way. God wants to develop you. God wants to equip you. God wants to empower you so that you can be his yeah. disciple. And in order to do that, he has to allow trials in your life. Yeah. Well, sure. I hope Ooh, somebody say, God, thank you for the trial. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't feel good, but God knows what he's doing. Yeah. Trials are not easy. Trials don't feel good. Trials upset our peace. Yes. Trials create fear at times. Oh, yeah. You know, we know God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Right. We know it. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. when the situation arises, yeah. we start shaking. Heartbeat goes back, fluttering. Start sweating. Oh my goodness. We know God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But God knows our frame and he remembers if we are dust. Yeah. So he knows that we're going to fear as human beings. Right. Fear's going to come up. Oh, you know, you heard me say before, we got to get the when we shake ourselves. What am I scared of? Yeah. God didn't give me the spirit of fear. If I'm fearing, then it came from the devil. Right. And if it came from the devil, it came from the devil so it could cause me to stop trusting God. So I shake myself, I get my mind together. Glory to, the, glory to God. Holy Ghost begin to bring his word back to my remembrance. Amen. To let me know that I can trust God in the midst of this situation. And if God sent me somewhere to do a particular work, he's going to empower me to do it. I may not feel this power while I'm on my way. You see, some of you want to feel the power while you're on your way. So, so you start praying in tongues. Amen. You start singing. You start, you start trying to calm your spirit down. You know, you bite on the edge of your tongue, trying to calm yourself down. But it's not until you get to the place where you need to minister, where you need to say what you need to say. I do what you need to do. finish, you look back and say, wow. Yes. But never say, never say, look at what I did. Because it's never you. It's the Spirit of God in you. Using you for His glory. Amen? Hallelujah. So this, 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 this issue of being made into a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is the critical point. It's the critical point. When we look at the teachings here, in the, especially in the Gospels, we're seeing Jesus develop disciples. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. And that's what the Lord wants today. The Lord wants disciples. He doesn't want church members. We're not an organization where you join and pay your dues. 
You know, I, I remember when I was, when I was, and I was, when I was in the Masonic Lodge, I know men that would come to the lodge faithfully. I knew. And never darkened the door of the church. Never. And when they came to the church, they had certain days, you got this man sitting up in there with his hat on his head, like he's somebody. And the Lord set up, it's supposed to be set up like the temple. You got three levels. And the master of the Lord sits on the top level. Master, and the word of nature and the stars sit on the top level. Word of nature. There's only one word, there's only one word to be worshipped, and that's God. There's only one Lord and Master, and that's God. But people will be more faithful to their organizations. And it may be fraternities, you know. I got some, some, some brothers that I know that are faithful, faithful in their fraternities. One of my good friends, and I used to be an alpha too, and I stopped doing all that stuff because I didn't need that to, 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 to further me along the way. I didn't need promotion because does not come from the north, north, and south. Promotion comes from God. I know a lot of people have different philosophies on that, but we did make some, make some secret pacts when we joined these organizations. We made some secret pacts, and the Bible teaches us that we should never make a secret pact to anybody except to make a vow to anybody except the Lord. And some of those vows we didn't keep. I remember in the lodge, some of the vows we made. You know, about not, 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 not messing with another man's wife, another man's daughter. No man didn't mean that. They didn't mean it. Some of them. Oh, that's some deeper things. That's some deeper things. So anyhow, let me go ahead and on. Hey, Lord Jesus. Amen. But this, this issue about being made, this into a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is a critical, critical uh, point for us today. The Lord wants you to be a disciple. Get yeah. that. Amen. Get that. Amen. You are not to be just a church member. You are to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. You are to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, being a disciple of Jesus means that we stand in opposition to Satan. We stand in opposition to the culture that Satan has created in the earth realm. I hope people paid attention to last Sunday to, to Minister Trevor, Minister Stevens' message as he talked about goodness. Yeah. Amen. Being that which produces life and has the power to keep on producing life. And so we agree with a lot of things today that don't produce life. Don't produce life. But we agree with it. Because it's a culture. You say, well, it makes me feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I'm living, I'm living, I'm being who I'm supposed to be. No, you're not being who you're supposed to do if what you're, what you're doing doesn't produce life. And I don't want to hop on one thing. I definitely can't do that. But we have to consider that when God created man, he created man with a seed and he created woman with an egg. Because to keep on producing life, you have to have the seed and the egg. Two seeds can't produce life. Two eggs can't produce life. No, no, no. Now that's the bottom line. Forgive me if you feel like I'm hopping on one thing, but it's across the board. It's across the board. 
what God had created is good, and goodness has to keep on, has to produce life, and keep on producing life. It goes beyond where I am right now. Because if I not had a son, then I don't leave her, leave a, a, a what? I have no virginity. I have, I have no one to carry on my name. Then there are people that don't care about that because they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about the procreation of the race. So being a disciple of Jesus means that we must stand in opposition to not only to Satan, but to the culture that Satan has created in the earth realm. You remember that song, the message years ago I preached about atmospheres, uh, climates, and cultures? And how, how culture is, is created? It starts in the atmosphere. Who is the prince of the power of the air? Satan. And he started stuff in the atmosphere that surrounds the earth. And it comes down into the environment and it creates culture. But we have to maintain Christ's culture that he has created in the earth realm. So we stand in opposition. That means that we hate anybody, we just hate the devil. We hate sin. We don't hate the person. God does not hate the person. God loves the person, but God hates sin. So we're constantly at war with the enemy. And constantly being at war with the enemy means that, 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 that we're going to feel some of the effects of the attacks of the enemy. But the Lord allows it in a controlled environment. When the devil is attacking you, God allowed it. But you're in a controlled environment. He's monitoring the situation. He's watching. He's supervising. Because guess what? The devil is subject to God. Those demons that was in the league said, 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 don't, don't, don't torment us before our time. Let us go to the pigs. Don't send us out here anymore. So we're in warfare. Warfare can be fierce. Warfare can be unforgiven. Some people will die. And that's one thing that Christians have to get in our minds. That some people are going to die. Stephen died. What What did he die doing? He died defending the cause of Jesus. They stoned him to death because he was preaching Jesus. The disciples, the apostles died spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. But guess what? Every time one died, more people came to follow Jesus. Ooh, I remember the testimony of, I think it's Elizabeth Elliot, when her and her husband first went to down into uh, somewhere in South America, I believe it was, and I don't remember the country, but her husband was killed. Spreading the gospel of Jesus. But years later when she went back, that tribe had accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. Are you listening? That's why I come to understand that my life is expendable. As long as it's prayer, 
when God wants to use my life to advance his kingdom. Oh, Lord God, help us today. Well, I need, I need to finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, and, 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 and this is why the Lord is developing us into his disciples. He doesn't allow severe trials necessarily to come upon a young believer because he's going to allow you only to, 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 to he's not going to allow you to be tested above you which you're able. Amen? If you're not able to handle going into the Amazon forest, don't be sending you there. You're not, you're not sitting there. People talk about they want to go on the mission field. And then here in the United States, I don't like to eat this. I don't like to eat that. God, you ain't ready yet. You're not ready because you're going to get hungry on the mission field. You're going to be somewhere in the village where there's nothing to eat but what they give you. You want to go to the mission field so you can sit up in a hotel and go to the restaurant at the hotel and eat. Mm -mm. Sometimes you got to go to the house in the village. In the village. You got to eat what they prepare for you to eat. You got to be satisfied. Be satisfied. Knowing that the Lord sent you, the Lord will take care of you. Some people ain't ready yet. They ain't ready. You can't even eat collard greens. All you want is fried chicken and french fries and a hamburger. And there's no hamburger in the village. Ain't no cheese. There's no lettuce and ketchup and mustard. You might get a piece of deer meat. Hallelujah, let me go on. <laughs> so, now, 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 let me wrap this up because I, I, I didn't think I was going to preach as long, y'all. I thought I was, this would be a real quick sermon. I was going to get up and say, the Lord bless you real good. Amen. Let's go home. But it's something about the Holy Ghost. It's something about preaching. <laughs> that when you start going, the Holy Ghost begins to just give you more power and give you more words to say. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's critical that those of us who have chosen Christ as Savior and Lord continue through this process of becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. So what do we learn from this text today? All right, that will help us in this process. First of all, Christ is continually at work building our faith in Him. In Him. In Him. All right? Not just building your faith, but building your faith in Him. It's your faith in Him that's going to take you through everything else that you have to go through. So your faith in Him as God, as the one who does not lie, as the one who has all power hands as the one who nothing is impossible with, as the one who controls the environment that you live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important in the process. The Lord says it's not enough to read the Bible and know about me. You gotta know me. You gotta know me. You gotta know me. Not enough to say I trust the Lord. It's not enough to say I will trust in the Lord till I die. It's not enough. You must know beyond a shadow of doubt that you trust him. And the only way you know that you trust him is that you go through trials. And in the beginning, you may not know that you're going to make it, but after you make it through that trial, that helps you know you can make it through the next trial. And that trial helps you know you can make it through the next trial because you're trusting in the one who sent the trial or allowed the trial, who set up the situation. 
Because he is God. He is God. He is God. He is God. Look, look at what Jesus said as he came to his disciples. When they saw him during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him, I'm in verse 25, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. And I guess we will be too. You're in the middle of the lake, the wind is blowing, all right, the waves are dashing against your boat, against your life, and you see someone walking on the waves. You got a vision of God. You got a vision over in the night that you can't understand, okay? You're riding down the highway, and then all of a sudden this image appears, and you just don't know what it is. You get kind of scared. All right, all right. They said, it is a ghost. And they, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus, listen now, listen. Now, now in verse, verse 22, when they were ready to make Jesus a king, immediately, Immediately he made them get into the boat. 25, 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, when they began to fear, immediately, somebody say immediately. immediately. You see, the Lord doesn't want fear to grip your heart. So he's going to move immediately. Hmm. And immediately for God is immediate. Think about Peter, almost sinking in the water, and Jesus immediately caught him by his hand. Ooh, that's the third immediately in this passage of scripture. Do you realize how fast people sink in water? Yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. You, 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 your body, I don't care how little you are, your body has weight and the water won't hold you. So when you step out, you immediately start sinking. But immediately, in a moment, in a trickling eye, immediately. God wants you to have faith in Him. He's developing faith in, faith in you, in him, so you can know as his disciple, you can trust him to immediately. He's coming at the point of need now. What you think need is may not be the point he needs to step in. Remember, he didn't come to the disciples until the fourth watch of the night. They have been rowing in that, on that lake for a long time. From the government lake in evening, four o'clock tonight, three o'clock in the morning. So they could have been out there five or six hours on that lake. So he's not going to come, what the old song says, he does not come when you want him, but he's always in time. Immediately. Immediately. And immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Now, don't you think Jesus knows correct Hebrew oh, yeah. <laughs> or Aramaic? And it's interpreted, it is I, for English, that's incorrect English. You don't say it is I. What do you say? It's me. It's me. Right. It's me. It's me. But one of the points that a disciple has to know is that Jesus is God. Amen. So this takes us back. This takes us back to God speaking to Moses. Who shall I say? I am. I am God. When Jesus said it is I, it took them back. Now these are the, most of these people are Hebrew people. Most of these people would have known the Torah. Most of these people would have known the scriptures. And so immediately, that word 
God. I'm not just a son of God. I'm God. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm not separated from the Godhead. I am God. That's important for you to know because with God, all things are possible. There's nothing that's impossible with God. God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do, how he wants to do it. So Jesus, it is I immediately. God. Lord have mercy. Yeah, let me, let me go on here because I'm a, yeah, So we we, 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 we want to, he wants us to be able to trust him for who he is. He is the sovereign, the all-powerful, the most high, the all-knowing, the all-seeing, the ever-present God. When he was on the mountain praying, he was also with them on the lake. For every hour they were worried, before they saw him walking on the water, he was right there with them. Hallelujah. He's right here with us. He's with somebody in India right now.
that helps us. Uh, John chapter 6. Uh, I got sweat on my eyeglasses and I let go. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Let me see here. Alright, so so in John chapter 6, let's see. Down at verse number, uh, in verse number 20, Jesus said to them, It is I, again, don't be afraid. Verse 21 says, Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were headed. Okay? I need to back up because Peter's words to be talked about here, because this is part of the process. Peter said, Jesus senses you. The Bible is written if it's you, but when you study the commentary, the sense of the word is senses you. So Peter had faith, and this is what God is trying to develop in us as we go through, or God wants to develop in us as we go through. He wants to develop faith in us. There are, there are 12 disciples in that boat. It feels good when you got other people with you. But sometimes, when other folk don't believe, when other people are scared, when other people are gripped with fear, and you believe God, you got to go by yourself. We just sing the song, I'll go if I have to go by myself. There are times that you will have to go by yourself. You will have to go alone. Because other people are not willing to step out. Other people are not willing to trust the Lord. And so Peter, Peter said, Lord, since it's you, command me to come. Because he, when, when, when Jesus spoke, it is not Peter believed. And Peter wanted to do what he saw Jesus do. Do you want to see? Do you want to do what you see Jesus doing? And then I want to see souls saved. I want to be a part of the process. Amen. I want to see the sick here. I want to be a part of the process. I even want to see the dead raised. I ain't seen it with my own eyes, but I'm still living. That's still a possibility. That the Lord will use me Amen. To, to, to raise it. It won't be me, but I'll just be the vessel. And see the dead come back to life. Are you understanding? Peter says, Sisters, you command me to come. Jesus said, Come. And Peter stepped out of the boat. There are some more disciples that need to step out of the boat. You're sitting back doing nothing. You're sitting back afraid. You're sitting back looking at other people and sitting there business and saying, I can't do it like them. God doesn't expect you to do it like anybody else. God wants to use you for you. But you got to step out of the boat. And you got to start. Don't worry about Peter beginning to sing. You know why he began to sing? Because he took his eyes off Jesus. But immediately, Jesus caught him. There have been times in my life I took my eyes off Jesus, but what? Immediately, the Lord caught me. We have a lot of assurance in this passage of Scripture. Now, at the beginning, there's this controlled environment. Jesus sent his disciples ahead of him to the other side of the lake. There was an intended destination. What does John say? John says, Then they were willing to take him into the boat. And immediately, now, now, point, the waves didn't stop, the wind didn't stop until Jesus and Peter got in the boat. Matthew gives us that detail, the waves stopped. But John gives us another detail. Immediately, that's immediately the full time. Immediately, the boat reached the shore 
where they were heading. It didn't reach any point on the shore. Now, for six, seven hours, the waves have been dashing against the boat. The wind has been blowing. They didn't have a GPS. They didn't have a compass. At least the Bible didn't tell us they did. But immediately, the boat reached the shore where they were headed. It got to the point where they were headed. Ooh, Lord have mercy. The, the, the New King James says, immediately the boat was at the land where they were going, at the point of the land where they were going. You're going to get to your destination. Say, so I'm going to get to my destination. I'm going to get to my destination. Yes, I am. I'm going to get there. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. something about. I, I'll just speak for myself. Having major surgery in 2011, being weak, guess what I don't remember? I don't remember the weakness. This is what I remember. I remember the day that I came home and Trevor walked with me into the house. But I remember when I was in the hospital, the doctor said, as soon as you can bathe yourself, and you can walk around the ward, then you can go home. I remember my wife said, I'm going to, the morning I decided I was going to walk around that ward, my wife said, I'm going to walk with you. Okay. I left my wife. She said, she said I'm going to let you move away from you. I remember that. I remember the days when I was at home and I remember that in order for me to get strength, I had to walk. I remember getting up, walking out my driveway, walking up and down the street. I don't remember the pain. I don't remember the weakness. I remember the Sunday I came to church. I think the first time I came to church, I do remember that I wanted to dance, but I knew that I had been cut from, from here down to my neighbor, and I knew I had no minutes dancing. I remember Trevor said, Bishop, I'll dance for you. He got on stuff. Where am I getting at? When you go through the process, at the end of it, you don't go back and ask God why. You don't begin to go through all of the stuff that you went through and begin to cry over that. All you do is worship. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
men worship the Lord. Those men worship the Lord. They didn't think about the storm anymore. They didn't think about the winds anymore. They worship the Lord. They worship him and say, truly, this is God. Isn't that what they say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They say, uh, truly, you are the Son of God. They recognize who he was. That's what Jesus wanted them to do. They need to recognize who he was. Everything you go through. You see, it's easy to sit down, as I said earlier, and sing about God. It's easy to read the Bible and read about God. It's easy to have a head knowledge of God, but you don't know him until you've been through him. And you know who brought you through. You don't know him until he took you through the trials and the storms and the tribulations of life. And he was right there with you. You may not have seen him with you, but you knew that if it had not been for God, you wouldn't be where you are. There's no argument. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I said a few weeks ago that a lot of people missed the point about Christianity. A lot of people missed the point about being a faithful part of the body of Christ. Because they look at people and what people have done to uh, what people, how people may not be living righteous, and they forget about that being a part of the body of Christ is to become a disciple of Jesus and to be developed by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to be difficult. Even being in the body of Christ can be difficult sometimes. But it's to develop you. You can't be developed if you don't go through trials and tribulations. You can't be. And if the people you hang around most, the people in the body of Christ, God will use them to sharpen you. Sharpening doesn't just mean you sit under the teaching and you learn the word. Sharpening means that there's going to be some sparks to fire. As iron sharpens iron, there's a process of eating away of that metal to sharpen you. Because you think you all of this in a bag of chips. Because I got to eat away at that ego of yours. I got to eat away at that self perception. I'm going to use your brothers and your sisters in Christ. Yeah, amen. It's not going to always be, oh, sister, I love you, I'm praying for you. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going to be some tough things that happen. You think about many people who leave a particular congregation because they've been offended by somebody. Yeah, right. Jesus said offenses will come. Yeah. He didn't say it wouldn't come. He said, but you be careful. Let's any root of bitterness rise up in you. Right. Yes, sir. Mama. I hope somebody listens to me. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir this morning who already sings in harmony. <laughs> <laughs> Stay there. Go through the process. You running from the test. You running from the trial. You want to go somewhere where it's easy. Or I can go to church and all I have to do is go and just sit down and fulfill my little duty. Once. And I'm fine. People are just so loving and so kind. You're not in the inner circle. And you're not being developed as a disciple of Jesus. You're just going to church. That's all you're doing. You're running. But guess what? Stay there. Stay there. God's going to send the trial. Mm -hmm. It may not come through the body of Christ. He's going to send it on your job. He'll send it in your body. He'll send it in your finances. He'll send it because you got to. If you want to be a disciple, you got to go through the test. One after the other. You can't escape it. And you don't want to stay in high school all your life till you drop out. You better study and take the test and pass. You repeat the grade. You better repeat the same grade for five years. Now you got so old. Anyway, let me finish this. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes what you desire. You prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. Thank you for what your word will accomplish in our lives. We humbly submit to you to become the disciples that you want us to become. Thank you, Lord, that you control this environment that we live in. You monitor every test, every trial, every situation. You teach us to trust you. Thank you, God. Amen. This morning, whether you're in the sanctuary or you're listening online, if you want to give your life to Jesus or make a public proclamation of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know if you're listening online, you can't make a public proclamation unless there's somebody in the house with you. But once you confess Jesus, find somebody and tell them that you've accepted Jesus as Savior and as Savior Lord. Because a public proclamation is so important in this process. The Lord said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. You can't be ashamed of having accepted Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. So if you're listening online, or if you're in the sanctuary and you've not prayed this prayer, pray along with me as I lead you through a prayer of confession. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I believe that you came into this world, you died on the cross to pay the price, the debt that I owed because of my sin. Thank you, Lord, for satisfying God's law for me, for dying in my place. Lord Jesus, I accept what you did for me. I accept your sacrifice. I accept you as my Savior and my Lord. Come into my life. Save me from my sin. I receive you now. I give you praise. Thank you for saving me. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well. And give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, 
we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.